Welcome to Move Forward Radio, a show featuring interviews with physical therapists and other healthcare experts. This program is brought to you by MoveForwardPT.com, the official consumer information website of the American Physical Therapy Association. Learn how physical therapists can help people of all ages and abilities reduce pain and improve and restore motion to achieve long-term quality of life at MoveForwardPT.com. Welcome to Move Forward Radio. I'm Jason Bellamy. At least one hour a day. That's all the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention calls for as part of its National Physical Activity Guidelines for Children and Adolescents. And yet many American kids between the ages of 6 and 17 are falling short of that target, which is part of the reason why childhood obesity has more than doubled in children and quadrupled in adolescents in the past 30 years. Solving obesity in America is a complex problem, but ensuring that children are active for at least an hour a day is a good place to start, and summer is the perfect time to get active. To that end, the American Physical Therapy Association and its section on pediatrics have launched a Summer Fit Family Challenge that runs until September 2014, which includes a checklist of suggested fun fitness activities for the whole family and some social media contests to incentivize involvement. We talked about the Summer Fit Family Challenge with physical therapist Joe Schreiber. Joe, let's start by discussing childhood obesity. We know it's a problem. How much of a problem is it, and is the problem getting worse? Yeah, it really is a significant problem in our country and really even across the the globe, so to speak. The prevalence in the United States for all different age groups across childhood has really increased over the past 30 years or so, ranging from doubling for very young children and then tripling or quadrupling as kids get older. So it really is something that has been a significant problem and is getting worse. The statistics vary a little bit depending on the source, but somewhere around 20 to 30 percent of kids in our country are overweight or obese, and so that's clearly a significant problem. So in thinking about that, and, and numerous healthcare professionals are, there are so many factors that go into this problem. Poor eating habits in general, which you know can be the number of times somebody eats in a day and, and what they have close at hand. Obviously, there are financial factors. A lot of cheap food isn't necessarily good for people and so on. But physical inactivity seems to be a common thing that's discussed. And so I just want to start with the basic principle. How much physical activity should children be getting each day or each week? The Center for Disease Control and Prevention has created quite a number of resources about this, and and the message seems to be about one hour per day. I think that's a pretty easy round figure for people to understand and be aware of. And so about an hour a day of moderate to vigorous intensity exercise or activity is really the recommendation. And, And so that can take on a variety of different approaches or different ways to get at that. There's aerobic exercise, so that would be activity where you're getting your heart rate up and breathing a little bit faster, and then there's uh, strengthening exercise, things like push-ups or sit-ups, and then there's also weight-bearing or bone-increasing exercises, so to speak, by uh, doing uh, weight-bearing, standing, running, jumping, things like that, that that can really enhance the strength of bones and, and is also something to be thinking about with exercise and activity. And of course, across the age span, that's going to vary, so for very young children, you wouldn't expect them to be doing a lot of weightlifting or push-ups or things like that. So things like climbing and and jumping and running, being at the playground, all those sorts of things get out strengthening and and then aerobics, keeping active throughout the day. 
a lot of weight-bearing activities for very young children. And then as the children get older, move into different age groups that can mean different things, playing for sports teams or practicing or doing some more specific training types of activities depending on the interests of, of the child. So the key there really is, is to aim for about an hour per day of physical activity and moderate to vigorous activity. So we're doing this interview now because of the Summer Fit Family Challenge, and, and summer carries with it these images of kids at play, you know, being liberated from school as a child and sort of having the summers to roam free. But it can be a problematic time, too, I think, and that you lose that daily routine of school. So, you know, is that part of the challenge? Does summer turn into a period of inactivity for some kids? It certainly can. I think any season, any any time of year it can be a little bit of a challenge, but certainly summer, you think of that as the nice weather and being able to be outside and do a lot of different outdoor activities. But as you said, on the other hand, that you lose a little bit of routine. Sometimes children are in different situations where they're perhaps not as supervised or they're spending a little bit more time on their own and, and so don't have the wherewithal to get to or to engage in, in physical activity and, and might be a little bit more inclined to spend time inside watching television or, or not being as active. Certainly the weather itself, if it gets too hot outside, it's probably not a good idea to be doing a lot of outdoor activities. So taking that into consideration can be a little bit of a challenge as well. So I think the point is that regardless of the time of year, that hour per day is still the goal in whatever activities that you can encourage within the constraints of the season and some of the other challenges and limitations is really important. Just because it's too hot outside doesn't mean you get a day off from that hour expectation. The same way in the wintertime when it's maybe too cold that you don't get a day off from that expectation. It's really important to maintain that regular level of physical activity regardless of the challenges. So you want to maintain that level of physical activity. You want to avoid being overweight or, or being obese itself. And you mentioned that number earlier of 20 to 30% of children who are overweight or obese. And there's that immediate problem. But what other concerns are there later in life in terms of the challenge of being overweight or obese at a young age and forever battling the weight problem or even just sort of side effect conditions that may appear later? I mean, how significant is it to put the child behind the eight ball and have them be in that overweight period as a kid? What can that lead to later in life? There's a number of things, and it's really interesting as I've learned more about this that it really cuts across a lot of different uh, body systems. So the classic secondary effects of obesity and inactivity that I think most of us know about are increased risk of high blood pressure, increased risk of cardiovascular problems, heart problems, increased risk of type 2 diabetes. I think most people know about that, but there are also some other problems that are a result of obesity or, or being overweight, you actually see changes in biomechanics and how the musculoskeletal system functions. And so you have changes in walking patterns and, and weight-bearing patterns through your legs that really are problematic and can lead to things like arthritis or early-onset arthritis down the road. Also, with children, there is some preliminary evidence that suggests that gross motor skills, so your ability to do the same sorts of activities, motor activities that your peers can do is hindered or hampered by obesity or being overweight. So, for example, being able to run or jump well or other motor activities along those lines. 
are actually delayed if the child has challenges with obesity or being overweight. And those persist, again, going into adulthood. The, the biomechanical changes, uh, changes in how your skeletal system sort of works well together. And so it becomes almost an ongoing vicious cycle, so to speak, where you don't move very much and so you are at risk for obesity or overweight or increasing weight gain and and then because of that that causes changes in your ability to move and your ability to tolerate movement in your leg bones and and joints and so you don't move as much because it maybe hurts a little bit or it's a little bit uncomfortable and then therefore you're not moving as much and and you have an increased uh, propensity to gain some weight so it's sort of this cycle that starts off early on and leads to a really a wide range of problems that can be pretty significant as children move into adolescence and adulthood. And there is, again, some evidence that suggests that children and adolescents who are overweight or obese are much more likely to have the same sorts of challenges as adults as they do as children. So it becomes really important to try to address this as early as possible. So that leads us to that summer fit family challenge, which is one of the, the things that's out there as, as part of the solution to what's obviously a larger problem. So tell me about that challenge. This is an idea that was generated through the American Physical Therapy Association and then in collaboration with our pediatric section as a way to address this issue. We're all concerned about this and we're all interested in trying to advocate for as many different ideas and ways to address this problem as we can. And so in working together, we developed this checklist, which is really just a a list of what we think are interesting and and appropriate ideas that families can use to address this problem. And it's uh, meant to be not to be prescriptive so much as more suggestions, different ideas that maybe family haven't considered or haven't thought about or maybe can prompt them to, as a family, take advantage of some of the community activities and resources that they have access to to encourage achieving that goal, that one hour per day goal. And that that goal is not just for children. I think it's important to point out that the CDC has recommendations for adults in terms of daily activities. So to get the whole family involved with trying to achieve that daily activity moderate to vigorous activity goal is really important. And so the list of activities are things that kids and families can do together or kids can do with supports from their families to, again, get at that one hour of daily activity goal in ways that are fun and interesting and engaging and will therefore be more likely to be an ongoing part of the lives of kids and families as opposed to setting up a specific exercise program where they have to do so many push-ups or sit-ups each day or that type of thing, which would be good, but maybe not as interesting as fun as planting a vegetable garden or building a sandcastle or participating in a a community activity where you're visiting a park or playground or that sort of thing. So so really the idea is to give families, again, a checklist or some some ideas, and then if uh, over the course of the summer and ongoing to check off the list, all the things that they're able to do, and then take some pictures and send those in, hopefully to make it a little bit more fun, a little bit more interesting, and also to uh, help, again, achieve that important goal of, of one hour per day of activity. 
the other thing just to point out is the physical therapist in the community can be a resource to assist with families with children who have disabilities or special needs and kids who are more typically developing. So if uh, families are looking for additional suggestions or resources that are specific to their community, they might access their local pediatric physical therapist to help with that as well. You hinted at the diversity of the things on the list and, you know, saying castle building or planting a garden. It, it obviously includes things you'd expect, cycling, taking a walk, things of that nature. What's great about the list, if you look at it, any individual item is very achievable. But if you look at the grand scope of it and think about doing those as a family, you sort of wind up with a pretty full summer of fun things that you've done. So it sort of doubles as a kind of a fun activity list that along the way you're, you're getting those exercise benefits. As you look at the things that are on there and, and you think about families doing these things together, is some of the takeaway, because as you mentioned, it's not just children that need the physical activity, adults do too. Is this in some sense just about rededicating us back to the idea of getting together and supporting one another, being positive influences on one another in terms of developing healthy health patterns from exercise to eating and, and all that down the line? Is, is that sort of kind of maybe the underlying part of this campaign? Sure, that's a great way to summarize it. I think that if we can encourage families to be more active, to think about creative ways to get outside, certainly in the summer, getting outside is part of that, but just to get more active, to be more active as a group, there are tremendous benefits to that. It sets up a great role modeling for the kids, for seeing how important activity and being active is for adults. That That's a great way uh, to model and to encourage uh, great healthy habits for kids. Uh, it also creates a lot of opportunities for just fun. I mean, I think that's the idea here is, uh, is to get families and, and kids doing things in active ways that are fun and engaging and, and to think about it a little bit more actively as a part of our all of our lives as opposed to sort of a, something we have to, that hour that we have to do every day is, oh, I have to exercise or it should be really a part of the routine, a part of what we're all doing every day. And if, if we can encourage that and move that along as a profession, as healthcare providers, I think we'll really have achieved an important goal and help to address this this kind of ongoing significant health problem in our in our country, in our society. Joe Schreiber, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. So here's how you can get involved with the Summer Fit Family Challenge. First, go to www.moveforwardpt.com slash fitfam14, F-I-T-F-A-M-1-4, to access the checklist of activities. Then, take pictures of you and your kids doing some of those activities and post them to Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram using the hashtag fitfam14. Moveforwardpt.com will be holding drawings throughout the summer to reward some participants with Fitbit activity wristbands. We hope you get involved. I'm Jason Bellamy. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to Move Forward Radio. Insight from our guests is for informational purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for individual treatment by a medical professional. Learn more about how a physical therapist can help you and find a physical therapist in your area at moveforwardpt.com. For an archive of past episodes, visit moveforwardpt.com radio.